Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the PPC Chat Roundup. In today's episode, we have Julie taking us on a very great topic. I know I always say that, but it's always true. Talking about planning and research in today's PPC. So she actually messaged me just before the chat started saying that she liked my suggestion about planning for next year and how budgeting will happen. I'm not going to spoil the surprise what the question is going to be, but yeah, based on something I suggested, she now build this chat around it about planning and researching in today's PPC. So yeah, we gathered this afternoon. For me, most of the questions, but not all of them, but yeah, some great tips on best ways to plan, keyword research, competitive research, competitor analysis, and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, hope you enjoy. Hello and a warm welcome to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5pm GMT. I'm your host Anu and I'm recording from my studio here in London, UK and I use this platform to share not just expert but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, even if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussion, and even if you do, then like, share, and retweet on that's right Twitter with my handle, The Marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC chat roundup podcast or if you're on instagram why don't you check us out at ppc chat underscore roundup to get quotes and snippets from previous episodes so yeah we have julie taking us on another very timely topic as we're coming to q4 like yeah september has flown by us at the beginning of september, of september i remember you put in a message on linkedin saying happy new month happy last month before q4 and yeah that last month before q4 has flown by because it's the 27th and we're gonna enter october on saturday so Good luck with preparing for that, generally. But yeah, Julie goes, before we get to the questions, this chat is intended for PPC professionals of all levels. If you have something you want to share, please do. We are a friendly and supportive community. Please don't be afraid to participate. Lurkers and just the listeners of the podcast, of course, are always welcome too. Yeah, but you know, she says before she starts off, she goes, Hi, how are we all doing? Today, before we get into the questions, we have Diana Alina joined us saying, I'm a fine, I'm a little bit tired. Julie goes, yeah, lots of big emotions, emotions for her. Her kid is turning 10 today. Tomorrow is her mom's birthday and she passed away early this year. I believe it was. Yeah. So it's the first first birthday of her mom's birthday does after she's passed god rest her soul i hope julie's okay and yeah we end the week with also her anniversary 16 fabulous years with her husband which is fantastic and yeah i put intended emoji of hugs for her because yeah having that birthday her mom's birthday just after she passed can't be easy we'll also have um ekta joining us as well as nadine Dankwa. Oh, I'm not sure if she joined us. She mentions the fact that she's doing EU SMX. Lucky her. Anyway, let's just get into the questions. Why don't we, right? And I see Dwayne Brown also joins us as well as Fraser Andrews and John Kagan joined on time. And John Rodriguez. Yeah. 
Question one, are you in the midst of any PPC planning right now? If so, what kinds of planning are you working on? And we have Daniel Parscale responding saying yes, but still at a bit of a high level budget conversations are happening, of course, but we're also exploring media mix expansions and trying to move from solely BOFU advertising. So bottom of funnel, a lot of options on the list of proposals. Diana responds last week, I was in the midst of planning for Q4 online advertising goes same, trying to finish the, the year strong, planning out a great finish for Q4. And then we have Fraser Andrews responding to question one saying, hi gang, new role has a lot more of a B2B event focus. So planning is very much in a Christmas planning mode. Also just trying to take seasonal learnings, but still adding the major caveat of COVID. Yeah, that caveat of COVID and economic crisis is something we really need to think about. We get to talk about, yeah, why we do a little stage. John Kagan responds saying that there's, there isn't a moment that I'm not planning. Currently I have 2023 planning, Q4 planning, peak season planning, retail and healthcare, Q1 seasonal planning, healthcare and finance, all while trying to find time to curse GA4 and PMAX. Oh, bless John. John responds in, so we have John Rodriguez saying, yes, we're currently planning for 2023. Um, Julie goes, yeah, planning for 2023 for clients, budgets and strategy, also business planning for Neptune Moon and PPC chat. Ain't that exciting? And also putting a timeline to figuring out how to actually use GA4. Yeah, has anyone figured that out? Yeah. Fraser goes, oh my God, yes, GA4 timeline is needed. Julie goes, I have to turn it into a project or I will just keep putting it off. Online advertising goes, still seeing issues with many third-party software related to PPC or SEO not integrating well with GA4. That is putting a major delay on switching more so than just learning it. And then we have Ashton Clark responding saying, always right now we're planning for various initiatives in October and November. Don't have many e-com clients, so not as much of a focus on holiday season prep, more so looking for expansion and or refinement refinement opportunities. He continues also starting to look ahead to Q1 2023 and finding or planning for new clients. And Lawrence Chase responds to question one saying mostly 2023 planning at this point, but still some smaller tactical planning around the holidays for some brands. And I respond saying, yeah, my clients definitely are, you know, planning for 2023, looking at things, especially around ROAS. Julie then continues saying to give us question two, saying, how are you handling budgeting planning for 2023? Are you using 2022? or your comparison for your comparison if so why and if not why not and what are you using are other economic factors coming into your planning inflation recession etc and those that's the question i asked about literally we need to be great to have a conversation about in terms of forecasting for next year what is our benchmark is it 2022 is it 2021 is or those years two or have where those years two unpredictable to use as a benchmark so does that mean you're looking at in 2019 and then we have online advertising continuing saying that responding saying each year is drastically different we have noticed that some clients have a drop in volume close to elections major events can sometimes shake up results julie responds saying that and if it feels like the last two and a half years have had an inordinate amount of this kind of quaking. Diana responds, I look at the data from last year while always taking economic factors into account. And that's her response to question two. 
I look at the data from last year while always taking economic factors into account. And we have Lawrence responding to question two saying budgeting is complicated across B2B and B2C. It is a mix of looking at the previous year, but also where do we want to be and where do we want to go? Julie responds to question two saying, I'm trying to look at budget data from 2019 through 2022 to try to figure out or plan for 2023. And yes, inflation and recession concerns are definitely making a ruckus in the planning right now. Lawrence responds saying, yes, this is a very real issue right now. We need only look at how grocery bills look this year versus previous years or look at your 401k. Actually, don't do that. <laughs> and then we have Sean Ellie responding to question two saying it depends on the client. Some are a little leery of the current economic state, so are trying to hold budgets, but the rising costs of CPC makes it difficult to use this year's budgets or last year's less traffic for some cost. And Julie continues saying rising CPCs are definitely a concern. I don't expect that trend to reverse or even slow down, especially with the increasing mudding of query matching. My general advice right now is you can't spend what you spend in 2022 and expect the same results, which is always fun. Sean Ellie responds saying that, yes, this makes it so tough, especially as we have seen conversion rates start to decrease and seen forecasts for a less than stellar holiday season which some clients depend on and we have Hector responded to question one saying launching into new markets some of the e-com clients want to go on omni-channel for different geographic location launches they are preferring the UK and EU markets for B2B I'm working on preparing the reactivation campaigns for dormant clients in Q4 that's a very good idea Dwayne Brown also responds to question one saying of course Black Friday Q4 is on our team's mind across clients plus always looking at Q1 and Q2 2023 with some clients i predict amazon will be huge in 2023 because of the recession thinking about the client's media mix right now john responds to question two saying luckily the organization i'm with benefited from the pandemic telling mental health so we're using 2022 as a point of reference so far our forecasts show that there will be another boom in our industry due to the recession yeah a lot of people are going to need mental health assistance with recession and julie goes i am fascinated by the shifts in consumer behavior since covid yeah some areas have suffered some areas have soared julie then responds to sean ellie when sean had responded to question two saying the rising cost of cpc makes it difficult to use this year's budgets or last year's julie goes rising cpcs are definitely a concern i don't expect that trend to reverse or even slow down especially with the increasing mudding of query matching my general advice right now is you can't spend what you spend in 2022 and expect the same results which is always fun and we have Diana Lena responding saying, I look at the data from last year while always taking economic factors into account. You have to. And I respond to question two saying, no clear answer for which one way or the other because that part of side of planning is by clients. And, you know, until they tell us what their budgets are for next year, we don't know how their planning is specifically going. It, I just know that it is going. But yeah, my clients are definitely geared more towards what is driving ROAS now and trying to add a bit of a percentage increase 
on that, I think they overestimated. One of my clients tried to estimate for 50% increase, you know, in return, but they didn't quite get there. They got about 20% increase, which was really great for them year on year. But yeah, 2022, very unpredictable for everyone. And then we have Sean Ellie responding about the rising CPC saying, yes, this makes it so tough, especially as we have seen conversion rates start to decrease and seen forecasts for less than stellar holiday season, which some clients depend on. And then we have Dwayne Brown responding to question two, saying most of our clients have an ideally month monthly budget. And then we adjust each month based on product launches, past performance and other external factors. We don't plan budgets a year out as it is a waste of time. No one can predict what will happen a year out. Yeah, even in that the best on times, no one knew, but we still would. We'd plan for 12 months in advance and try to forecast what each month will do based on previous year. But now more than ever, we have no idea. Ashton Clark responds to question two saying, for the most part, we're planning for similar ad spend budgets as 2022 because most of our clients don't have fluctuations in budget each month definitely aware of economic concerns but haven't really had any clients indicate that this will impact their ad spend extra response saying i see a mixed version of responses in terms of budget planning and 2023 preparations early 2022 has been mild for the businesses and in q4 companies are planning to spend heavily and take some risks i am talking about companies i interact with and Ector gives another answer to question two, saying we have experiments going on majorly, finding the new markets for the launches and reactivating dormant businesses. The major issue is testing with both sides, especially with the new market launches. I see that clients are not hesitating with testing stuff. And then Julie takes us on to question three, saying let's switch gears to research. How are you conducting keyword research these days? If you are any tools you're using that you'd like to help with this task, that you like to help with this task. Sophia goes absolutely agree with previous answers when stuck because of a very niche product or service. Sometimes I type in Google search the main explanation of the product plus the alphabet letters to see what are the common searches, then use another tool to check search volume. Online advertising goes keyword planning is still a place to get ideas, not hard data. Also SEMrush and SpyFu keywords tools we use, but again, more for keyword ideas to test rather than the exact words we'll use. James podcast responds, to be honest, assuming we have the volume of spend, broad match is highly effective. We'll use broad match of, of, of obvious terms, but also competitors. Hemang responds saying mainly Google keyword tools, but I keep looking at search console and AHREFs report that gives a lot of long tail keywords that generate sales or leads at much lower cost. And then we have Lawrence responding to question three saying keyword research these days is not all that much different than previously with one big change. I'm doing negative keyword research at the very beginning. I have seen campaigns where 80% or more of the search terms are not shown. 80%, jeez. Ashton responds, I've started noting negatives ahead of time as well. It helps a lot to cut out some of that noise right now when campaigns launch. Online advertising goes expert move. Everyone should always put negatives before launching. Saves a lot 
of money. And Julie goes, yeah, it's amazing what you can glean if you look at autocomplete on Google too for your main terms. Definitely gives you things to negative out from the start. Yeah, the whole frequently searched questions. James Polkast responds to question three, saying, to be honest, assuming we have the volume of spend, broad match is highly effective. We'll use broad match of obvious terms, but also competitors. Julie herself responds to question three, saying the Google Ads keyword planner ain't what it used to be, sadly. I like keywords everywhere for ideas. And with keywords and query matching fuzzing up, this tool for misspelling is a must um, hats off to Amalia Fowler for this. It's tools.seobook.com forward slash spelling forward slash keywords hyphen typos dot CGI. I'll put that link in our show notes. So yeah, look out for that in the show notes on the marketinganu.com website. So yeah, that's a great tool, a new tool, especially for looking for misspellings and matching, you know, query matching, fuzzing up kind of thing. And Julie responds to that saying that if you do nothing else, use the misspelling tool for your brand so that you can negative those terms out of your non-brand campaigns along with your actual brand terms. Do it for competitors too, as they will match for brand now. And we have John Rodriguez responding as well, saying I've recently been using keywordtool.io not to identify ideal keywords to target, but to identify negative keywords. Now that the landscape has changed the terms of keyword matching. So yes, it's all about finding things that should not be used anymore. John Kagan responds to question two saying, I am using 2022 for this most, for the most part, because it is now similar to 2019, but I'm scaling the expected CPC cost as we've seen them skyrocket above normal levels since April. Ashton Clark responds to question three, saying mainly use the Google ads keyword planner. I search core terms first, then note any related terms along with the volume and CPC ranges to determine a campaign structure and a budget recommendation. I've also uh, also used keywords everywhere in the past, but more for SEO KWR. And John Kagan responds to question three saying, this is such a trick question these days. I still do it, but with the concept of match type lacking and smart campaigns abound, it is really is becoming less relevant. I don't know. Maybe I'm just doing it for nostalgia. And then we have Julie as well, giving another answer to question three saying, you could also go totally new school and run DSA campaigns and see what Google matches for you. New school. that's old school. I've been doing this for a while. In addition to specific campaigns, it is eye-opening to say the least. You can share with SEO teams too. Ectogos have been doing this for new market launches since I don't know what works. I let a DSA run with the homepage and keep on excluding landing pages. Works awesome with multiple product website to find the popular search term. That's a very intelligent idea. And then in response to question three, Ekta goes, yeah, apart from SEMrush and SpyFu are my go, apart from this, Bing has an interesting keyword planner. It helps you to segment keywords into categories worth a look. I use social listening tools. It helps you get on top of your industry jargon and you can test them. Absolutely. Officialppcchat.com and acronyms page where you can see 
all the translations for some of the lot of the jargon acronyms we have. Julie then takes us on to question four saying, how are you conducting competitor research these days? If you are any tools you're using that you like to help with this task. But before we get to that, doing round response, Google keyword planner is pretty solid. Talking to customers is the best tool to do keyword research. I love that idea. And Julie goes, if you're looking for negative keywords, our chat recapper career is also worth a look. So career at career always, yeah, has a negative keywords tool in there. Lawrence Chase responds to question four saying, yes, talking with your brands to find who they believe their top competitors are using the auction insights tool is also eye-opening in many cases. Outside tools like SpyFu work pretty well also to provide some information and he could make sure he writes continue to make sure we go to his next answer going. Yeah. The other thing is most social platforms have ways of seeing other brands ads. You can just check what your competition is running by using this different tools directly. I believe several folks have shared links to them in various platforms. And from Dwayne Brown, we have most competitor research is a waste of time for most brands. Ooh, controversial. Brands spend way too much time worrying what competitors are doing versus spending time on ad copy CRO, product improvements and supporting their customers, unless you plan to copy a competitor's point of view. And then he continues, why are you going to spend all that time focused on them? Your brand and North Star should be leading the way. What makes you different and why are you in business? Not what your competitors are doing. Kenny Digi responds saying, so true. Another thing that still gets me to this day is terrible landing page speeds. Getting asked, what can you do to bring down our CPCs when the mobile site speed score is poor? It's like having weights on your ankles and asking for advice on how to run faster. <laughs> site speed is something that can help a ton for sure, though a lot of brands don't realize it or think about it. And in answer to question four, John goes, besides your traditional spy food and SEMrush, I've found the following pretty useful moat.com. So M O A T.com forward slash advertiser then craft.co. So C R A F T dot C O statista. So that S T A T I S T A.com to ensure that my findings align with industry studies. And then we have Ashton Clark responding to question four saying, I like to review the auction inside SERPs and ad copy and landing pages for search campaigns for social using some of the platform's new ad transparency tools are really helpful to see exactly what ads, messaging, etc., that competitors are using. And then Julie goes, I always start by asking who they think competitors are. And that's in answer to question four. She continues, then I do some searches and see what I see, review Google ads, auction insights if available, look at Facebook ads library, visit competitor sites to see remarketing, sign up for comp newsletters, Google alerts. This just reminds me of Yasmin Williams' talk at my first PBC Live UK event where she talked about contextualizing um, third-party data. And yeah, doing things like newsletter, Google alerts, that is about contextualizing third-party data. And she continues, yeah, for the platforms where you can essentially target those who like or are interested in competitors, play around with setting up some audiences and see what you see with regard to size, estimated cost, etc. 
Oh, and she's not done. She then continues saying, this is slightly not exactly the answer to this question, but you can get audience data by putting platform pixels on your site, even if you don't use them for actual advertising for or don't yet. Prove your audience is there this way. And then we have John Kagan responding to question four saying, always doing it, but with more PMAX, it gets trickier. I like splitting it up between similar web, SpyFu and SEMrush. And Julie takes us on to question five, which I believe is the last question saying, what is your biggest challenge with PPC planning or research right now? Let's see if we can help each other. For me, I think the biggest challenge is the fact of the past three years has just been so uncertain. How do we benchmark how do we set expectations with clients you know in terms of like yeah what we're forecasting it's very unlikely we're going to reach it so be careful with things like that so yeah there's there's all to be said about setting expectations in times like this and the fact that the past couple of years we're just so haphazard who can really guess what's going to happen next year and then Ekta has a whole bunch of tools for us, apart from the ones that we said, SEMrush, SpyFu. There's also SparkToro. I love that Ekta has mentioned SparkToro. G2, Captera, Crunchbase, Google News, Google Alerts, Similar Web, Product Hunt, Meet Apollo, Meta Ads, Library, Reddit Groups, Zoom Info, Owler Inc., and many more. I can just go on and on and on with the tools. She is good with the tools there, definitely. Judy goes, I forgot Spark Toro. <laughs> it has some really interesting information you don't really find elsewhere. Buzzsumo is pretty cool tool for social too. Ah, oh, I love that chat about SparkToro. Hector responds saying, talking about social, you will find a big realm of competitor analysis tools. Depends on what you are looking for and you can dig into almost anything if you're doing ABMs and contact marketing for high tickets. Must try. Crystal knows me. Handle, it's an insane stuff and then we have Dwayne brown responded to question five saying as the last two and a half years taught us don't plan too far out and keep an eye on the prize the biggest issue continues to be uncertainty with what the future holds and i think someone responded to that yes and joyce just joyce just goes nodding yep 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 yeah we don't know what the future holds. Don't pl- plan too far ahead. John Kagan responds to question five saying planning for efforts that don't have true inside capabilities, i.e. PMAX, that and random outages. And then Ekta responds to question five saying I'm focusing heavily on new client acquisition for my business. I am getting accounts that are messed up by earlier agency agencies, consultants and media buyers. For me, creating ways to figure out the mess ups and start fixing the mess ups ASAP to bring in the results. Fraser Andrews responds to question four saying, I think it's handy to look at the competitor research as a mix. Typically, I'll rely on SpyFu or Auction Insights, but normally try to reach out to wider teams to see what info they may have. Julie responds to question five saying, planning when there is so much uncertainty, both with economic conditions and with the whims of the ad platforms. Now more than ever, we need to be flexible and teach our clients and stakeholders that things can change quickly. Fraser responds to question three saying, love to read more on this, jumping between SEMrush and Keyword Planner, but from a trends perspective, finding TikTok really 
Interesting. Ashton Clark responds to question five saying accounting for close variants when planning for search campaigns has been kind of a headache. Constantly questioning how much segmentation is too much, too little. Will certain keywords be viewed as the same, etc.? And then having to explain all of the nuances to clients. And an XR responds to another question, gives another answer to question five, saying the challenge is to do deep audits to find the issues behind the bad performance and test how to align products, offers, and advertising budgets in any market for any industry and bring in the results, like something that can work at a macro level for everything. And yeah, on that fantastic note from Ector, we come to the end of our chat. Yeah, Julie gives a few tweets saying, thank you for joining today. Look out for the recap post. There's also going to be a Twitter spaces chat about this September 29th at 5 p.m. At which point I'll be at the cusp of my second event starting. So unfortunately, I won't be making that. But yeah. Um, because mine is going to be um, in person, I'm not going to tell you to choose. Yeah, please join, especially if you're not in London. If you're in London, come to my event. If you're not in London, yes, join the Twitter Spaces chat. So yeah, I hope you've taken some great takeaways from today's chat and, you know, taking solace in the difficulties that you may be finding in planning for 2023. Have you started or are you more focused on Q? for and how that's gonna go and what the uncertainties of that would be hanging there we're gonna get through this together yeah if you have any feedback about the podcast or maybe even some correction and anything that has been shared do get in touch with me on twitter my dms are open on the handle the marketing anu or on linkedin we have the ppc chat roundup podcast group there and we'd love for you to join to share your thoughts it would also be great for any long-standing members or anyone who's listened to this podcast for over 30 seconds to leave a rating or a review you can do that on spotify or apple just go to linktree dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup that's l-i-n-k-t-r-e-e dot com forward slash ppc chat underscore roundup yeah i guess by the time you're listening to this like ticket sales would have closed at the point as i would last i was checking 120 tickets has been sold for ppc live uk so if you were one of them Thank you very much. See you on Thursday. If you have any dietary requirements, please do let me know. Please bring photo ID on the day. Everyone is going to need photo ID to give into give security because this is a, yeah, a fantastic building, a fantastic setup. Security is needed for the tallest building in London, right? You know, not surprising there. Anyway. Finally, remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly. There's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface. So keep your swans kicking. Bye and speak to you next week. Bye.